Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Have you ever had a thought in your head and you just felt the entire world needed an opportunity to hear your thoughts and all that kind of great stuff? Well, if so, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor Podcasting. It is the easiest platform I have found to make a podcast. They have editing tools, episode creation tools. There's even a green room function. Check it all out. On top of that, they even distribute the whole thing for you for free. The entire thing is free. You can get onto Apple Podcasts. You can get onto Spotify Podcasts, which are, you know, the two that I find get the most traction. And then you get Stitcher and all kinds of other stuff, Black Box, What Box, and all the other boxes that I'm not familiar with. If you are interested in making your own podcast right now, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine Podcast. I'm your host, OJ. In today's episode, Keepy Chats with Robert Vigna of Immolation. The new album, Acts of God, is out February 18th from Nuclear Blast Records. Ghost Cult Magazine is honored to welcome in our old friend, Robert Vigna of Immolation. I hope I said that correctly. I've never said your last name out loud. Uh, that's probably the correct pronunciation, but Vigna is good as well. Good, <laughs> Vigna yeah, is probably the actual, yeah. Right yep. pronunciation for sure. I don't even think I say it that way. <laughs> right. Much like my grandparents came to this country on a steamship, I'm sure yours did too. And then they got here and they were like, here's your name now. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, obviously, we're here to talk about the brand new Immolation record, Acts of God, coming soon on Nuclear Blast. February yep. 18th, I believe, is the correct yep. release date. And it's another banger. Um you know, first and foremost, just because it's been just a, a ridiculous time in the year, so hard for so many, I do hope you, the band, all your friends and family are well as can be right now, because this has just been impossible to just cope with the world the way it is. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, we're lucky, uh, you know, everyone pretty much been doing good. I mean, uh, yeah, a couple of us had, had, had caught it at one point or another. Um, uh, I know Ross and Alex had it at some point, and uh you know, luckily they had mild versions and this, you know, Ross had it a while ago and then Alex more recently, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're all dealing with it though. I mean, it's just, uh, the, the world is definitely in a much better place for the moment. You know what I mean? Like those first, yeah, the first couple of years were a little, definitely a little rough, especially 2020 was definitely an interesting one for each and every one of us, I'm sure. So it was a very strange time in our lives. Um, nothing, I didn't think any of us would have expected, but, uh, yeah, luckily, you know, uh, we come out on the other side pretty good. And, um, you know, as far as our local area, like New York, for instance, things have been back on board pretty much since like, you know, last April, things have been kind of like pretty much open over here. So we've been very lucky in that respect. And, um, you know, just trying to keep moving forward. You know, we're just happy we were able to get through all that as best we could and get the new record done. And, you know, it just took a little extra time, obviously, because of the pandemic and the restrictions and all that uh, before we could actually get together. But, uh, yeah, luckily, uh, everyone's well. We're doing OK and uh, just ready, you know, to kind of get get back out there. You know what I mean? But of course, I imagine knowing you and knowing the band like I do, this is it was probably some of the longest periods of time where you guys could not tour in your whole career. Yeah, well, it was definitely I mean, you, you couldn't do anything, you know, so I mean, we were lucky. Uh, as a band, we were lucky because we did our, you know, our last cycle for Atonement in 2019, and we did a lot. We hit everything. We did the U.S., Canada. We went out to Asia for the first time, and Japan, and uh, 
you know, we hit Australia again, um, South America. So we did everything that year. And then it was like, as soon as that year was done, December, we were finished. And then all this obviously started up in early 2020. So, you know, we were very lucky, you know, we got through all that and got home and then we were getting ready to really just finish working, uh, getting the writing done for this record and get it recorded for 2020. And, uh, well, we got a little more time than we thought, but you know, that, that was our plan. So for us, it worked out okay in that respect, you know, so we were very lucky and, um, you know, it just gave us time to work on stuff more and it gave Steve, our, our drummer, a lot more time to kind of really dig into the songs and get more familiar with them before we got into the studio. And so, you know, we took all that time and just did the most positive thing we could with it. Right on. I appreciate that. And, you know, that's what all we can all do is yeah. just do our best right now with a ever, you know, shifting land landscape. That's all we can yeah. do. Um, yep. In the meantime, though, I you know I wonder if maybe on the plus side, obviously you guys got a little more time with your families, and even though you know I'm sure it was like you know a lot of people were like homeschooling their kids and sick of their spouses, <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know the downtime is probably good for everybody in a way. I know I know except for introverts, nobody was really happy to be home, but you know maybe like I said, make the best of a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm fairly introverted anyway. So I you know not too much change. I mean, it was a little different for me in the sense that yeah, going out and doing different things you couldn't do, you know, so that was, that was rough, you know, and uh, kind of just, uh, you know, there was still that 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 lack of uh, contact with, uh, you know, even with the band, we live in different parts of, you know, Russ and I live in different parts of the state. Uh, I, we, you know, Alex and Steve live in different states. So yeah, I didn't see Alex and Steve for like, you know, almost two years, you know, so that was like a year and a half before we actually were able to get together and, and, and see them. Uh, so that, that sucked. But other than that, you know, it was just working on the record, getting that done. You know, I, would be, I was able to see Ross now and then we were able to work on stuff here and there together now and then. Uh, but uh, yeah, you just, you know, you do the best you can. Um, I kind of took it in stride and just really aimed at getting the record done. That was the main idea is just to keep writing. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. So I'm, I'm glad things are different now. I'm glad things are getting better. You know, it's, it's, we're in a much better place now. So I'm happy for that. And the fact that we even got to do a couple of shows last year, uh, both the cycle Las Vegas show and uh, festival, as well as the decibel metal and beer fest in September, that was really good for us because we really needed it. I think, you know, just to get back out there and play and be around people was very cool. And, um, you know, now we're just gearing up, getting the record done was just absolutely great for us. And now that it's about to come out, we're super excited about it. Nice. In a funny coincidence, I interviewed Barney Greenway recently, and I think that Decibel Fest was their first show also in two years. And he mm -hmm. was like, it's so weird for us to just do a festival out of nowhere without having been on tour and just randomly also play like old school music, like, you know, a set list they hadn't done a lot. So right. he was like, oh, man, and we were like, I was I was terrified for the first few minutes. I was like, can I even do this anymore? I'm so <laughs> glad I'm so glad to be back. But like, what a weird thing to find yourself at. The first show back is a festival. And he was, yeah, like, you know, totally. good spirits about it. But like, yeah, it was weird. And um, <laughs> oh, I agree. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I agree. You know, I, I totally agree with him on that one, especially if we were to try to do. Actually, we ended up doing on that. That fest, we played a, a few extra songs because uh, we had the 30th anniversary of uh, Dawn of Possession. Yeah. So we decided to do about, I don't know, we did at least half that record that night. So, you know, we pulled out a few songs and put them all together that we normally don't. So that was uh, different for us. But again, it was very cool. And, and the Vegas show was our first show back. So that was definitely just weird to, yeah, just 
fly to Vegas and then play a show, you know, in this big festival that they're having, you know, it was just crazy from being from like absolutely nothing going on for a year and a half to just being in front of like, you know, being around thousands of people and playing, you know, the festival there at the house of blues and, and the Mandalay Bay casino. And just like, you know, it was just like, just bizarre, you know what I mean? But, but very cool. So yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. Yeah, both festivals do a great job. Shout out to both of them. They're big fans and have covered oh, without them a doubt. Have covered them both. Shout out to Albert. Shout out to the Psycho people. Uh, oh yeah, everybody, uh, great people. Albert's the best. You know, yeah. awesome. We have such a great relationship with him. Decibel Magazine, just amazing. And yeah, their festival. We had a great time at the fest this year and uh, last year. I'm sorry. And uh, and yeah, the Psycho Las Vegas thing. That was our first time there. But man, what a cool festival. That was really fun too. So I look forward to possibly maybe going there as a fan one. That you know, maybe this coming year we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. A lot of good bands playing there this year. I think I'm pretty sure. So you know, who knows? We'll see what but, happens. Uh, Everything is who knows. Um, but in the meantime, what we do know is Act of God is coming out, and let's talk about this banger of a record. Uh, Fifteen songs, very deep. You guys are never uh, short on material, and uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty tight. This record, I think, for the length of this songs you know there's a couple mm -hmm. of different ones but most of them are pretty short and to the point immolation yeah. has never been like super proggy um maybe compared to some of your brethren uh bands but you know yeah i really appreciate the there's a lot of depth here and uh you know of course no as usual there's no filler man it's all killer oh thank you i'm glad you like it i mean yeah we tried our best to just be as creative as possible like it's the same process we normally go through just trying to create the best music we can for what we do and and where we want to take it you know it's just just a matter of doing our best really what it comes down to like most bands you know but uh yeah this one the material just came out you know even darker and more intense i think and a lot a lot of cool stuff on there we did have a couple of like you know little instrumental pieces of course uh, leading stuff here and there but yeah, 13 full-on track, you know, songs that I'll be, I'm sure we'll be playing each and every one of them live at some point on the cycle for sure, because uh, I do think they're all standalone, standout tracks, and uh, I'm psyched about the whole thing. I mean, the production, the music, just everything, the power of the music. Um, yeah, for 30 years in and, a little, you know, over 30 years in and, and our 11th record, uh, I think we're, we're pretty happy with it for sure. <laughs> we're happy the way it came out. Right on. And we hope the fans will be happy with it too. So it's good oh, to get man. some positive feedback, you know. I, I have no doubt that this is going to be, you know, right there. People are going to love this record when they hear the whole thing in its entirety. I, I do think it's interesting, you know, as the genre continues, you know, we're like 35 years into this genre and you have been in a band for 35 years and this band has been, you know, a band on record for over 30 years now with Dawn hitting 30 last year. But yeah, man, it's 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 refreshing to see that there's still like a lot of legs in the genre and a lot of the veteran bands are still putting out, you know, immaculate, immaculate records and, and bands still yet to put out records. It's like the 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 fever is still there, if you will, uh, to make this, you know, complex this is not writing a pop song, you know, to write a death metal album is right. not is not writing a three a two minute song for radio with, uh, you know, 18 producers. This is. For realsies, you know, this Absolutely, is real musicianship yeah. and real craft and real care. Everybody in the band, Ross has always been very, you know, you know, very, you know, who he is about, you know, lyrics. And you guys have put music together that has just stood the test of time. And I, I, I think this record will hold up against anything you guys have done. I, you know, we appreciate that. I mean, that's good to hear. And I, we feel the same way. I mean, it's a very strong album, I think. You know, we always, like I said, we try to do our best and, and, and just always take it to the next level of this, you know, with this band's abilities and, and just, you know, do the best we can. And 
Yeah, I, I we're real happy with that. I mean, we don't get to really hear the full record until we're out of the studio and it's done because although I do pre-production with the music and, and you're kind of hearing the songs without the vocals, but you know, it's not until the, 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 we get the lyrics written and we put the vocals on there and then, you know, all the solos go on there and it's just complete with, you know, with the real drums and the real, you know, just everything that we really get, you know, you always think, okay, I think this one's going to be good. This should be cool. Oh, you know, I got some ideas for this, but until it's done, you know, you're not really hearing it until it's done. So once we get out of the studio and finally get out of the mixing stage, which is always, you know, that takes time too. And you're listening to the songs more, yeah, you know, just, uh, more accurately or you're listening to them uh, more technically as opposed to like just sitting back and, and listening to the music you know so once that part's done it's nice to just sit back and listen and once we get to that point we're like yeah you know it's like it, it really the stuff really came out cool and and you know we get to know the songs now by listening to them for a few weeks or so and yeah uh, we're definitely happy with it and we really feel strongly that the fans are going to love it and um yeah we just we're really looking forward to, to getting it out and being out there playing these songs live finally Word. When you're not making a record and you're not like, this is the record cycle and now we're getting ready to go in the studio, but just generally, and you had some downtime and you had some, you, I'm sure you were like, oh, we're going to go in eventually and follow up Atonement. But do you just riff all the time? Do you collect riffs? Do you record yourself? Do you jam and write kind of woodshed all the time making riffs and saving them? Or do you just, now it's time to write some death metal songs. I'm going to jam it out. Yeah, it's more like, all right, I got to start writing the record now, you know. There's times when I'll get off a tour or we'll be through a psych. I won't touch my guitar for months, you know, just because I'm just busy with other shit. But, you know, it's just like, you know, when it comes time, it's just like, all right, let me get on it. And it takes a while to get back into that mode because you're just kind of, uh, you're starting from scratch. That to me is the most difficult part out of it all. You know, it's like you're starting from scratch. You're starting from scratch. You know, at, for this album, I was 10 albums in. So I'm just kind of like, okay, 100 songs, 10 albums in, you know, like, now what? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it, you know, it's a challenge at first, for sure. Um, but then once you get started and things start developing, it starts taking shape and, you know, and it just starts coming together, you know. And uh, I think over the years, we've, our confidence level has gotten higher in the sense that we know, we know we'll get it done. It's always seems like, you know, you know, that, that mountain to climb. But, you know, we know we're going to get there because it's happened so many times before. And we knew by the time we're out of the studio, it's going to be done, you know. So we could be three to four weeks out, have no lyrics to the songs, uh, just be getting the last song tied up, tied up and whatever. We know when we're out of that studio, it's all going to be there, you know. And it's the funniest thing because Russ and I have this conversation all the time. We're like, all right, we got to start writing the lyrics and working on this and that. And we're like, well, yeah, by that date, it's all going to be done. You know, <laughs> it's, it's hard to kind of like comprehend, but it's it happens. And that's just the way it is. It's, it's so funny, but... But yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely an, an interesting process, but uh, one that we like. Very cool. As a guitar player, have you, or or just in terms of your rig, have you added anything in this period of time leading up to this album that has been different for you than the past? Did you add a new piece of gear, new acts, new anything in this period of time, or is it just this? Uh, you, you have the go-to rig that you no, use? No, I acts? no, I pretty much you know I have my you know my ESP guitar. I think. This album I both wrote and I, I recorded with the uh, the black metal MLTD uh, guitar, so that was that was cool. You know, it's a nice, comfortable guitar. It has a great sound. And, you know, I use the Fishman pickups, and uh, you know, we just kind of go through different stuff in the studio. And then uh, when uh, once we're done in the studio, you have uh, I, we work with Paul Orfino in the studio, and then uh, Zach Oren um, from Castle Ultimate mixes and masters it. So you know. 
he might reamp stuff. He might do certain things, and we'll talk about that with him. But, you know, for the most part, as far as gear goes, I mean, I just sit here on my laptop. I write my stuff. I get it out to the guys. We rehearse it. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the studio, and that's it. <laughs> but, but the main go-to stuff is my ESP and my, my Fishman pickups. And, and that's, you know, that's the main gear we've been using as far as the guitars go, you know. And it's nice to try different things. I mean, I, I like what I like, and, you know, we like that stuff. So that, that I stick with, you know. Um, I'm more about, you know, the writing stuff. Once I find the gear I like, I stick with it. So I, I'm not too much trying different things. And, and I, with this band, you know, yeah, we always try different things musically or I'll have small kind of like uh, uh, non-distorted interludes here and there. But it's not so much a lot of, you know, uh, gear stuff in that respect. You know what I mean? Like we're not trying anything like, all right, I'm going to break out a keyboard now and try this out. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, we don't get too, too left field. You know what I mean? Here comes my triangle and theremin solo. No, I don't think so. Triangle no. would be good. Maybe a lead kazoo. <laughs> hey, you know, kazoos are useful. Uh, don't, don't, don't knock them. Just, they just no. haven't found their place yet in death metal. That's uh, right. I'm sure they have somewhere. I'm sure somebody's <laughs> done it. <laughs> Someone's gonna. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Paul, man, because I feel like Paul is like the secret sauce. You have worked with him for years and years, and he really is kind of like the extra member, you know, the 12th man, if sure. you will, of immolation. At least I think so as a fan and, and a journo. Um, just what is what is that relationship like where you guys can keep going to the well together and it stays, you know, positive and successful? Well, he's just, you know, we've gotten, we, we, we like him as a person. He's like part of the family. He's like our, our Uncle Paul, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's a super great guy, nice guy, cool guy. And, and his studio is awesome. Like, this is like the third uh, incarnation of uh, Millbrookstown Studios because quick story is that, you know, due to the pandemic, he had to change the studio. Uh, you know, he had to make a move, you know, like a lot of people had to. And um, that being said, we kind of like knew that maybe just a couple of two or three months out of, you know, when we wanted to get into the studio. So he had made the move and you know, dealt with a bunch of stuff that we weren't, you know, we didn't know about. And then he kind of laid it out to us once he, uh, once we got touched with him and we went up there and met with him. And then once we saw the new place and everything, we were like, Oh, forget it. Well, you know, this is, it's, it, it was definitely Paul. So wherever Paul goes, his studio follows no matter what incarnation it is. So it was great. So that being said, we were very happy to work with him, you know, cause there was a, a split second where we thought we might have to record this one without him. But uh, the thing about Paul is that he, he makes things very comfortable for us. We have a great rapport with him. Um, we feel at ease. You know, when you're recording a record, you want to feel at ease. You know, you don't want to have that. There's enough pressure, so you don't want it to be with, you know, sure. I'm sure we could have gone somewhere else. We were even thinking of possibly going out to California with Zach because, you know, we knew he was going to mix and master it. So that was a, a possibility. So that would have been fine. But I mean, you know, the thing with Paul is that we just have that rapport with him and 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 we just we love working with him. He gets the sounds that we feel work with everything. He gets the performance out of us because he's very easy to work with. He knows how we are in the studio uh, when we're, you know, laying down our tracks and stuff. So it was just, you know, a nice. Uh, it's always a good feeling to be with him and, and to uh, hang out and just enjoy the process, you know. So. So, yeah, we were very happy about that, especially for this record. And Steve, every record he's recorded was with us. He's recorded with Paul. So he definitely was relieved that we we're going to be with Paul. So you know, it's always it was a good thing. So. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, he's very much like, you know, he gets the sounds for us. He makes sure the performances are good. If I have questions about, you know, if something 
if it's going to work or not musically, you know, more so back in the past, I, you know, because now I think things are a little bit, I've learned a lot from him. So when I'm doing stuff, I know a little bit more what works and doesn't work musically, you know, there's dissonance and then there's just something that's just incorrect. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, he's always uh, corrected me on some of that stuff in the past. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a, a familiar thing and, and a comfortable thing. And, and we wouldn't have it any other way. Cause like you said, he's part of the family and I think he just gets that performance out of us and yeah, it wouldn't be the same recording an emulation record without him at this point, you know? Naturally. Uh, I think a lot of veteran bands don't have the ability to self edit anymore. So they need that additional person to just check them and pull, call out things. And I think, you know, some bands they get, too big and too, you know, it's kind of like the superstar sports player. Like the manager's not going to tell me what to do. I make $25 million oh. a year to catch a ball. So, you right. know, but and I, obviously like we're not talking about the same thing here, but in music, but it's good to have that rapport with someone. Uh, and again, I think it's also the comfort with the band. You and Ross have been together for over 30 years making music. Steve's yep. been in the band like 15 Oh. 16 17 years alex is now in the band yeah. it's like he was like yesterday when he came in and now it's like six years so oh, yeah. six seven gonna be maybe seven years about the soon yep. so like yeah um and we've known him for 30 years anyway because he came out on our first tour so it's like you know it's like a family it is and 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 that's important you know and it goes a long way because we're all we all have the same idea in mind of where we want to take things we're all on the same page we're all into it 110 percent. you know so it all plays into that for sure. Absolutely. Nice. I don't want to lose the opportunity to also shout out this amazing album cover by the wonderful Elrond Cantor has done countless, all your favorite uh, death metal album covers are done by Elrond, possibly in his father painting them. And uh, this one's very evocative and uh, very deep, uh, you know, kind of a tar and feathering. <laughs> uh, perhaps yeah. It was a, yeah, really, he did an amazing job. I mean, uh, we were looking to go a different direction with the, once we had kind of like, you know, the music and we just wanted to try something different. And we saw his work uh, previously and we were like, okay, we want to try something a little different. And we liked the way he did that Renaissance type look, but we also wanted to add that kind of, um, you know, surrealist kind of feel to it as well. And and uh, so we had the ideas and we just figured, you know, it, you know, let's see if he's available and we wanted to try him out. And yeah, he did an amazing job and, you know, um, you know, he just knocked that out of the park. We just wanted it to be a little different this time, like more concentrated on just one thing as opposed to we do. Obviously, most of our covers have been very broad scope, you know, so this was kind of like we wanted to have a more concentrated look and we kind of described everything to him. And then, you know, initially, like, you know, we were thinking about having the the angels there kind of burning and stuff that the rays, the dark rays were burning them. But then he, he's decided to, why don't we do like a melting thing? And I, we were like, Oh, definitely like that. <laughs> that's exactly cool. You know, that killed it, you know? And then once we saw the, the, uh, you know, the sketch that he did, it was just like, yeah, forget it. You know, and that was it. We knew right, right away. You know, once he sent that first sketch to us, we were like, Oh yeah, this is going to be ridiculous. And yeah, he did an amazing, amazing job and really captured that, empty hopeless feeling that we were looking for that just i mean it's just hopeless it's 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 depressively uh like steve uh, drum steve said it's depress um oppressively dark <laughs> you know mm. and that's great you know that's that's what we wanted we wanted something just really dark to fit the music and this was an especially dark record both musically and lyrically so we just really wanted something like that and then um and then we got santiago from triple Sace designs to do the inner pieces um because we had already been working with them for some t-shirt designs for our, our last tours and we felt that he had a good, you know, 
a good kind of thing that would, you know, his kind of style would work well with what Alaron was going to be doing. And, and it really did. And he, they nailed it too. I mean, he did an amazing job with the inner pieces and uh, yeah, the overall packaging of the record just really came out cool. I think the fans are really going to dig it. Um, very dark, very just sick and, you know, just gives you that feel because you'll, you'll, you'll be looking at the, the, the cover art. You're going to look at the inner pieces while you're reading the lyrics. So it, it all ties together really nicely. And I think it, it just creates a good overall vibe for the record. And of course, the classic Immolation logo. Who can forget, man? It's indelible. Uh, you guys have never changed the logo, I think, in the whole, the whole time I've followed the band. It's always been pretty much the same logo. I'm going back to flyers I used to see around uh, yep. in New York City. So it's the same. It's just a, for whatever reason, it has there's never needed an update. It's great. Yeah, no, we love the logo. Just certain records, we just it didn't kind of aesthetically work for the album cover so we just tried you know we did different stuff you know because uh, we felt that worked and then uh as of atonement you know that one just lended itself to to for the logo to fit on there and then obviously this one too so so yeah i mean it's it's a uh, it's a no-brainer people you know people like seeing it on the cover so no no problem for us <laughs> it's all good there you go what's uh, uh in terms of what's been announced, what can you talk about in terms of the hope of touring? Have you guys got any firm plans for the U.S. or Europe yet, or are you waiting? Yeah, we'll be on the road as of the 18th when the, the, the release date is when our tour starts. So we'll be on the road for a month here in the States and about two or three shows in Canada. Um, so we're doing a North America tour with um, um, Imperial Triumphant and Mortiferum. And then also on a few dates at the end there, uh, uh, Black Anvil is going to be joining us because uh, um, Imperial Triumphant has to jump off for the last couple of shows. So uh, Black Anvil will join us. And then the very last show of the tour is going to be a big New York show. And that'll be ourselves, Demolition Hammer, Mortician, uh, Black Anvil as well, and then Funeral Leech. So it'll be all New York bands. Uh, for that last show at Irving Plaza. So so it'll be a cool way to wrap up that tour. Um, we're really excited about both the tour and that particular show in general. So yeah, it's it's going to be good to, you know, get out on the road and play the new material and, and, and just, you know, I think it's a really good package we have, you know, with the younger bands that are really, you know, definitely uh, making some noise now and all unique bands. So, you know, Mortiferum has their style. Obviously, Imperial Triumphant is very unique. And then we have our thing going on. So it's, it's a very good package, you know, so we're, we're super psyched about that. And then uh, we do have a couple other things for the U.S. coming up. Um, so those will be announced soon, I'm sure. But we'll be doing at least two more things here in the States this year. And then Europe, you know, we have the Netherlands Death Fest, which should be happening. So, we're, we're you know, we still have our fingers crossed. So we'll be doing that um, sometime, I think, at the end of April, um, I believe it is. And then we're also playing a, a small fest in France called Dreamer Fest on that same weekend. And then... Uh, uh, Maryland Death Fest, we'll, we'll be doing a pre-show there. Um, and that's it really for the year. I mean, we, we'd we love to go to Europe, but we're not, we don't think it's going to happen because uh, too many things are up in the air there and tours that were supposed to be happening this spring, you know, have been pushed back to this fall now. And there's just too many, you know, questionable things happening. So it just makes more sense to probably pick it up in 2023 over in Europe. Um, to let things kind of settle down, both because of the pandemic, as well as all the touring that's going to be bunching up at the end of, you know, this year, you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, so that's probably the way it's going to go down for us anyway, but um, we're just happy we'll be out there this year in the States a lot. So that'll be, that'll be fun. 
Awesome. I'm stoked about these U.S. gigs. That New York gig sounds amazing. Have you had a chance to go to the renovated Irving Plaza yet? I did briefly. Uh, you know, I, 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 I went to that obituary show recently. So, yeah, it looked pretty cool. I definitely did some cool things in there that I noticed. I didn't go to, to the whole place, but I did notice some really, diff, you know, cool differences they had there. You know, uh, one of the main things being because we're in a band, we noticed this stuff is the, the merch booth. <laughs> it's like it used to be at the top of the stairs. They used to just set up the tables up there at the top of the stairs. But now when you walk in, they took over this area to the left. So there's a big, there's like a nice size room there just for the merch, which is great because it's it's completely separate from the room upstairs and there's room and there's, you know, the other thing was just such a weird situation to have that where it was. And uh, so that was the first, you know, unique thing I saw. And then yeah, they seem to have upgraded things. Uh, you know, the, I mean, the sound, sound, the great obituary sounded amazing. So that was, that was a good thing. Um, I did notice they have like, you know, a few more plasma screens around, you know, so when you're in other areas, you could see, you know, what's going on on stage and everything. So yeah, it's, it definitely looks like they did some, some nice work in there. Um, and we're psyched to play there because it's just, uh, we've got to play there, uh, with mayhem a couple of years back. It was really cool. So we're just, we're psyched to be able to play there again. Cause it's a, uh, just such a classic club, you know what I mean? And to, to have a nice show there with all these bands from from our area who you know three of us are from yonkers and the other two are from brooklyn so it's just it's great you know it's a uh it should be a really cool event yeah i'm relieved they came back because after losing roseland cbgb's lamore over my whole lifetime it's like oh man i don't want to lose one more great place so i'm thrilled even though i don't live there anymore i'm thrilled that it's back and it's it sounds like it's awesome so i'm glad yeah i think they just had to do the renovations there was a lot going on with that with because uh, i remember they were doing renovations and then leading up to that which was in 2019 the Gramercy theater was taking a lot of those shows over there and then other shows were going somewhere else so it was, it was a, just a, a lot of different things going on uh, with that venue and a couple other ones so it was very uh, it was a strange time for for touring because you ended up booking like for instance when we played new york we did like you know we did one show in Queens. The next night was in uh, another small club in Brooklyn. And then the next night was in a small club in Jersey, you know? So it was like all one after the other, which is not normally what you do, but it worked, you know, it worked out great actually. But, um, you know, that's just because, you know, there were, there were only so many venues to play at that point, you know, like the, the venues like Gramercy, for instance, were just too busy. They had too many things going on. So you had to kind of like a lot of tours had to go and figure out different stuff, but, uh, but it was cool. I mean, I'm glad they're back and, uh, yeah, we look forward to playing there. Right on. I just have a couple more for you, man. You've been terrific. I really appreciate it. Uh, this yeah, is a no this is a this is a fun one, uh, and I think we're going to end on some fun notes. Which is it might I had a personal experience where my band opened for Immolation like twenty plus years ago. We were terrible, but you guys treated us really well, like super nice, super welcoming, very friendly, very supportive. Even though we were not uh, nearly as good, of course. But I just want to say that I think like the longer you go in the business and you've been in this business a long time, you see how bands treat people. And I've seen it on both sides as, a, as an artist back in the day and now in the journalism world. And you see right. how tours are and you see how sort of it trickles down from the band to everybody that works with them, the professionalism, the kindness. And I want to say like I have heard people praise Immolation for treating them well, opening bands, young bands, and even me personally. So I just want to say thank you. And, you know, I, I don't know if somebody did that for you or if you guys are just naturally awesome, which I think is probably the case. But it w was there an early experience where a veteran band treated you guys well and it rubbed off on you? Uh, we've just always been, you know, I don't know. To us, it's there's no other way to be. I mean, you know, it's like there's no reason to be any other way as far as we're concerned. I mean, you know, we're all doing the same thing. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like 
we'll do the same thing. We're all in it for the same reasons. We all have the same passions with the music. So uh, regardless of, you know, whether your band has albums out or a local band, whatever, you know, you know, you just, you do your best, respect each other and have a good time. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've been lucky over the years. We've done a lot of touring, as you can imagine, and um, we've been extremely lucky. I would say it's like, you know, 99.9% of the times, whether it's a band where we're, you know, we're touring with on a tour or that, you know, we're supporting or whatever. We've always, you know, been got along with the band's great and treated well, you know, and uh, so, yeah, that's that's the way it should be. And just working together, you know, it's like to me, that's always the way things should be. You know, like, for instance, a good example is a uh, Black Anvil, you know, uh, those guys we met back in 2017 on that tour uh, with Mayhem. And, you know, it was them, us and Mayhem. So, you know, obviously Mayhem was doing their thing and they had the stage. Right. So it's like, you know, as soon as we were up there, the first show out, you know, I was talking to Paul and the guys and just be like, all right, hey, you know, we got this backdrop thing, you know, you know, we're going to do this. So you guys are welcome to use it. And, you know, let's do that. And we, you know, instantly, like we knew each other for years, just started working together and just, you know, helping each other out. And, you know, and that's the way it should be. There's no reason for it to be any other way. You know what I mean? It's like, um, so yeah, it's just a natural thing for us. Uh, again, we're just, we just do what we do and we like doing it and we love, you know, meeting different people and having a good time. And that's, that's what it's about. So, and if you're not going to want to do that, then you shouldn't be out there doing shows. Simple right. as that. The music business is hard enough. There's no room for dickheads. Uh -huh. Um, facts. That's and correct. Just for our final question, because I love to end these things with a wild card. 35 years in music, 30 plus years for Inhalation, 30 years of on record with Dawn of Possession last year. If you could go back, get in the time machine, do the time heist, and give young Robert some advice about the rest of your career. Hey, this future me, here's some advice for you. What would that <laughs> advice be to yourself? I don't know. You know, it's just like, I think it's, it's better to just find your own way. <laughs> you know, because like, I wouldn't change anything because then we wouldn't quite be where we're at here. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the, I guess the biggest advice is like maybe, you know, for a music career, don't put five years between your first and second record. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> I would have told myself maybe that wasn't the best idea. But other than that, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you learn as you go. You know what I'm saying? And you just kind of keep moving forward. And uh, that's it. You know, I think, you know. It, the funny thing is, after all these years, I think I speak for everyone in the band. It's like, no matter what bands we were in 30 years ago or what we were doing, you know, when it comes to Alex and Steve and whatever, it's like, we are all at our favorite place right now, which is like, you know, we can honestly say, you know, I don't look back to be like, ah, oh, you know, I really miss those days of uh, Donut Possession or Here and After or, or, or I don't know, back in, you know, the 90s, like, no, it's like, this is it. I mean, we, we enjoy where we are now. We have a, a great time. We have, it's probably the best it's ever been musician wise, like uh, stage, you know, uh, how we play live, um, the music we're writing. I just, we're just very happy with what we're doing. And, and I think we're in the best place we've ever been. So that's where I'll leave that. <laughs> there you go. Acts of God is the new record from Immolation coming out February 18th on Nuclear Blast Records. Robert, thank you so much for hanging out with Ghost Cult today. I thank you. I appreciate you, man. You got it. Thank you very much. And uh, wish everybody well, and I uh, look forward to seeing everyone out there on the road. This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at Ghost Cult Mag. Until the next time, peace. Peace.